Lay. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast, previewing the 2022 CJ Cup at Summit. That's what they're calling it, Summit. It's a new course for the third straight year because Nine Bridges isn't available due to COVID these days. Uh, they tried to book South Korea. Didn't work. We had Shadow Creek last year. We had the Summit Club this year. But before we get into that, you can check out the podcast on Twitter at Always Press DFS. I am at PDM Drinking, my co-host as always on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. Jesse, how are we doing, my friend? I'm doing good. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. It was uh, interesting getting the schedule this week as my schedule is through the, uh, the, the the ringer these days, but I'm glad we get to sit down and chat it up. A little no-cut event, our favorite types of uh, DFS golf right here. Yeah. Uh yeah, sure. <laughs> Did you get to watch any of the Shriners, or are you, are you busy this week? Well, I uh, after Friday, um, when, you know, I didn't... I, when's the last time that we had, like, a weather event? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. during a tournament where it mattered on the draw. It's been a while. Um, so I got lackadaisical. Uh, and maybe the information didn't come out until afterwards, but I didn't even look at the weather. And uh, I had five guys in the morning... Thursday afternoon, Friday, and uh, I guess the wind just blew because they all sucked on Friday. I mean, they were all right there, borderline, could make the cut, and then I ended up I played one lineup and one guy made the cut. Ooh, so yeah, so that took care of your weekend for you. Yeah, gotcha. So that th- then I just didn't pay any attention at all to the Shriners after that. Yeah, no, I, all I saw going into the week, I didn't see like a ton of buzz on the weather. I just saw basically both afternoons it was supposed to blow, but nothing crazy. So there's really what they were saying was no like direct draw benefit. Maybe that changed yeah, <laughs> as things I went on. But, and you could tell Thursday the afternoon guys weren't going crazy either. So who knows? Who knows? I just it think was it was a, worse. Like the worst of the worst was on Friday afternoon. Yeah. So if you had a that kind of stack like I did, that would make screwed, sense. But, it makes sense because I did 20 max again. I've been doing that a lot more. And I'd say about not two thirds, but a good like 40% of my. F- uh, or I guess I would be sixty percent of my player pools in the afternoon, so that makes sense because I had two six of sixes out of my twenty lineups, which is technically is better than the field because the field was less than five percent. Like the, the, the field was bad. I mean, that was like one of the worst weeks ever, and it was worse than that until Mito uh, birdied a couple holes to get inside the cut. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I was I was going to go zero of six. Yeah, Mito, like great, great Thursday, five hundred Thursday struggle bus the yeah. rest of the weekend not just friday the rest of the weekend yeah it was a mess yes. all around so we'll uh we'll see how that keeps going with mito as we won't see him this week at the cj cup uh as a, as a field of 78 no cut event used to be at shadow it was at shadow creek last year where jason kokrak won um why don't you give us the rest of the event history before i give it all away real quick <laughs> i mean it's not very much and obviously we're at a different course that you'll talk about here in a minute but yeah last last year uh Jason Kokrak, 20 under, two shots over Xander. That was at Shadow Creek. And so the three iterations of this golf tournament before that were in uh, South Korea at Nine Bridges. Uh, Justin Thomas won in 2019, 20 under, two shots over Danny Lee. Brooks won in 2018, 21 under, four shots over Gary Woodland. And Justin won in 2017, nine under, playoff Mark Leishman. Well, we are at the Summit Club. As I said, you mentioned the... 
you know, the Nine Bridges, then it was Shadow Creek, and now it's the Summit Club because they were trying to go back because next week Zozo is back in Asia. I believe it's over in not Japan, actually. I, I believe, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. So they're trying to get this event back over in South Korea somewhere, and they just couldn't make it work with, with COVID and logistics all along those lines. So it is here at the Summit Club, which is a, um, a private club. Usually, you pretty much have to live at this club to become a, um, a member of this club, with certain exceptions, obviously. But like um, Colin Morikawa is a member here. Uh, Mav McNeely is a member here. The dog won't stop barking next door, so I apologize for that. That is fun. But um, it's a it's a Tom Fazio design. We've seen a lot of Tom Fazio lately. And um, he was Shadow Creek. He was uh, he's Quail Hollow. He's um, the Olympics course we saw. A lot of Tom Fazio that way, which is usually um, longer golf courses, but very gettable golf courses, benefits long drivers. The roughs aren't too bad. Lots of uh, interesting pot bunkering, as one would say. Um, water in the course, seven water hazards on the course, uh, 62 bunkers to play around with. So, yeah, it's a Tom Fazio design is a par 72, a little over 7,400 yards, but uh, elevation changes. All the reports say it's going about 7,200, give or take, is what, what it plays at. Um, the par fives are gettable. Three of them are over 580, but they're they're pretty gettable because of the elevation changes, as you said. A lot of rollout. The, the fairways are, are very, very wide. It's desert golf. Even if you're not looking at Tom Fazio, um, some of your um, – the TPC Scottsdale course could could ring, to ring some premium there. We saw balls roll out like crazy out there. The, uh, the greens are rather decent size, above average size, bent grass greens. So in reality, this should be another low-scoring event. It should turn into um, a potential approach shot and putting contest. And um, Morikawa's record here is a 62. And McNeely has the course record here of 61. And now you're not going to see those scores probably that easy, but you're going to see some easy scoring as like the first hole is over 400 yards, but it's downhill. It's drivable. It's a drivable par four. There's two drivable par fours in the first seven holes. There's two gettable par fives in the front nine. Uh, one thing I was reading just to get an idea of this course is um, some of the the members. Now, obviously, there's this the tee boxes and the, the pen placements will be different than the normal guys would see. They said there's seven holes on the front nine that are all so easy to birdie. They wouldn't be shocked if someone goes seven under to start off the round of golf. So keep that in mind when you're building this no-cut event and you think you're doing great going into a Sunday – and then some nobody at like four over goes bananas and finishes like six under to just ruin your day. But um, what stats are you looking for this week, Jesse? Yeah, I mean, it's it's it, I'm I'm with you on it. it's going to be a birdie fest. So obviously birdie or better there. Uh, approach, you know, kind of coincides with that. Um, if you've got a uh, fancy national, I would look at opportunities gained over the last however many rounds you choose there. Um, par five scoring is going to matter. I've, from what I've seen, like off the tee doesn't as much. Um, but I mean, that could mean that potentially bombers are, you know, getting a little bit of an advantage if you're just able to just rip it and, and hit it anywhere. Um, and I would pay attention to the weather this week mm-hmm. as well, just in case. Yeah. I'm curious. It's what's gonna Vegas happen again, you know, it's Vegas and it's been hot. It's been hot, but now it's cooling down a lot. It's super windy in California the last two days, like insanely windy. So I don't know if that's going to be a storm shifting in that way. I don't know, but we've like they've been shutting off power grids because it's been so windy here in California. So uh, keep that. If you guys watched baseball on uh, Monday night, the home run that wasn't to win the game for the Dodgers because of the wind. So uh, keep that in mind. The golf ball will have some fun in those environments. But uh, I think driving distance is, is an interesting one because if there's not that much trouble and these guys can kind of 
hit it where they want type thing. <laughs> this can make things quite interesting. Uh, one other thing I was reading up on, since uh, Fazio built Shadow Creek or had an impact on Shadow Creek as well, they're both built in 2017. A lot of similarities, apparently. A lot of them when it comes to scoring. So keep that in mind as well. Uh, before we get into the DraftKings action here, fansharesports.com. Use promo code always press for 20% off the package of your choice. Um, just a couple little things. You can do all kinds of different. They just keep adding on things to, to uh, sort through and, and check out, uh, which is really, really cool. But I'm just going to do a couple basics to get you started. Last six events, DK scoring coming into this field. Harold Varner leads the way. And he has had uh, HV4. His wife just had HV4. So keep that in mind. Uh, baby swag if you're a believer in that stuff. EVR is ranked fourth. EVR is on my never. I, I never play him. I played him last week, and he just was horrific. So uh, he's, he was second, though. Mad McNeely's third. Burns fourth. Sung JM fifth. Now, if you're looking at the uh, last six events on bent grass greens, this does turn into a putting contest. You might want some people that are good on bent grass greens. Jordan Spieth, KH Lee, Sam Burns, Kevin Na, Louis Oosthuizen will be rounding out your top five as well. All righty then, Jesse, let's get in on the DK scoring on this slate. And we have six guys over 10K. DJ's at 11-3, JT 11-1, Morikawa 10-8, Xander 10-6, Jordan 10-3, and Rory McIlroy at 10-1. So who are you liking in the 10K and above range? Start with Justin. I mean, um, come off the fourth place finish of the Tour Championship. He obviously played the Ryder Cup but hasn't played any stroke play golf since then uh he he thrives a lot in no cut events typically they're not on the mainland of the united states of america but i think he's fine xander um similar uh to to justin in that you know he he does well in these no cut events i think speeth is an interesting pivot off of a lot of these guys up here i think colin morcow is going to be popular it's it's Mm -hmm. well known that he's a member here and shot 62 or whatever um I think Jordan's an interesting pivot for the fact of the what you just kind of went over with fan share more than anything else. It, he puts well on bent grass. Um, you know, from a stats perspective, is you know not great, but when is he ever? Um, so I think he's an interesting pivot there at ten three off of these guys. But you know, can all these guys win? Yes. Do I think that I will? You know, be concentrating up here. I I don't know, man. I mean. There's plenty of uh, it's only 76 and it's an no cut event so you there are guys down low that you can get but uh, there's a few more guys down low here that we're going to talk about here in a second that I like a lot. Yeah, Jordan's an interesting one because I 100 like I love Morikawa but he's going to be so chalky. It's going to be tough to uh like in 20 max I'll have a few but it's going to be tough to really get in there cuz like you mentioned narrative streets going to run wild on Morikawa. Alexander quite a bit as a pivot off of him. DJ, we talk about him a lot lately in fields like this. He's going to get overlooked, it feels like. You know, he's ranked 20th in my model. And I'm, I, the more I look at this, I want to adjust some things because in a no-cut event, I think DK scoring and stuff should be weight, weighted higher the more I look at it because, hey, that's what you want. Right. Well, he's, tw- he's 20th in my model. He's fourth in drafting scoring in this field. And that's all I care about in the end of this thing. So that that's intriguing to me. And that brings me to the Jordan Spieth part. I think a lot of people, if they just look at Fantasy National or look at certain things, like in my model, he's 55 overall in a 78-man field. That would turn a ton of people off. But A, you, the things you mentioned about Jordan Spieth, we know he can get going. He can putt great on bent grass, all those things. He's sixth in this field in DK scoring. So like you said, the stats look bad. You look at off the tee, you look at opportunities gained. He's he's only 60th in opportunities game, but he's still sixth in DK scoring. Right. So he's doing something right there to make it quite interesting, and that might make me uh, look more at him. 
But the other guy I'm, I'm really big on at 10-1, I think we're getting quite a discount. I know his game's been kind of up and down, but Roy McIlroy at 10-1 is still an elite golfer. We always talk about if he can just get hot with the putter, he can get rolling. Well, with the no-cut event, he can have his bad first round and still catch fire. How many times have we seen him in no-cut fields have a bad first round, and by Sunday he's flirting with the top five or something? Yeah, for sure. He can backdoor top five easy. All the time. And he's second in my model. He's first in DK scoring in this field. He's first in driving distance. He's third in par fives, 550 to 600, which is three of the four par fives. Uh, and he's third in birdie or better in this field. And it's all over the last 24 rounds. Eighth in opportunities gained. I think Rory McIlroy is going to be my guy up top here. I'm going to be very heavy on him. And since I'm not, like, breaking the bank to get Rory, it allows me to get some of these 9K guys that uh, really, really check the boxes. Speaking of the 9K guys, you got Victor Hovland at 99, Sam Burns at 98, who back-to-back beautiful tournaments. Brooks at 97, Finau at 96, Sungjae 95, Hideki 94, Usti 93, Cam Smith 92, Answer 91, Scotty Scheffler 9,000. Before I give you the floor, Brooks makes the cut. He's doing okay through Saturday, like not probably going to win the thing, but doing great. All over Instagram and social media, him and his girl are at the Fury Wilder fight. My God, his Sunday was a horrible round of golf. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I mean, you shoot 73, you're getting just insanely lapped at a tournament like uh, like last week. Uh, his weekend wasn't great. I mean, 72, 73 is not good at that course. Um I like Hovland at, at 99. He finished 44th last week. Um, you know, obviously he's been playing some this fall or whatever, played the Ryder Cup. Sam Burns at 98, man. I mean, I, I just don't know how you don't play him at another birdie fest. Um, I mean, basically like the last couple of weeks, I, I don't know if maybe he ran out a little bit of gas or something on Sunday. He shot 72, did not have a good Sunday, but, uh, still, you know, managed to to be in the top twenty there. He finished fourteenth. Um, so I, I wonder. Just I, my thing about Sam at this point is, you know, is he gonna be? Obviously, the price is much higher than, than it has been, which is which is good. Well, it was eleven thousand at the Sanderson's Farm, but in a good good field event like this, this is a, a new price for Sam um, with all these guys around him, and then. Uh, also, uh, last for me in, in this range would be Louis Ustazen at 93. Um, he played last week, finished 14th, um, all four rounds in the 60s. Uh, had a couple of good rounds there to open it up and, and kind of sputtered at the end, but it's Louis. Um, you know, it, he plays well, I feel like, when there's more money on the line. So there's plenty of it this week. I like Louis. Yeah, yeah the winner gets uh, about $1.8 million. So, yeah. Did you see what well, real quick? Did you see how much the players' championship increased their prize pool? No, is it, it's got to be it's got to be a lot. But what is it's it? Like now? they increased it by like five million, and the winner gets like three point six or something now. Wow! For me, in the nine k range, uh, I love the Vic Coven call fourth in my model, second approach, first opportunities gained. Um, it's all about the around the green game for him, and that's what tore him up last week or two weeks ago. So um, he's definitely in play. At 9,900, I don't mind Burns. He rates out great in the model because playing great golf. So makes a lot of sense as well. Some of the intriguing options to pivot off of. Usti's one for sure. I think Finau in a no-cut event, birdie machine. Seventh in this field at birdie or better. So he's quite interesting for me. And then last but not least, Cam Smith. Big Cam Smith fan. Sixth in my model. Fifth DK scoring. First birdie or better. Sixth in par fives. Um, Big, big Cam Smith fan. So uh, that's one I'll be looking at for sure. 8K range. Got English at 89, Fleetwood 88, Webb 87, 
<clears throat> sorry, Leishman 86, Kokrak 85, Hatton 84, Lowry 83, Casey 82, Scott 81, Reed 8,000. What do you like in this range? Um, start with, with Fleetwood at 88. Uh, the model likes him for some reason. Um, you know, it, it, it'll be interesting to see if he like has a good year this year. Obviously he's been playing over in Europe, um, and played the Ryder cup, but finished 12th at the PGA championship over there. Second, the week before that in the Italian open, uh, he didn't make the the tour championship or anything like that. I think Leishman is super interesting at 8,600. You know, if, if it's windy again, um, he finished fourth at the fortnight and then backed that up with a third last week. And I feel like he's going to be a little bit sneaky down here with Kokrak um, and some other guys like Webb is usually popular. Uh, I just feel like maybe it's going to be a, a Leishman week and he's going to finally you know, get his normal one win of the year. Um, Lowry at 83, we talk about him almost every week. I mean, the guy's just play, been playing such solid golf. Showed it in the Ryder Cup where he should have, should have played more than he did. And then Adam Scott at 8,100. He played last week, right, and yes. finished. He played well. Uh, 35th. So Well for Adam Scott. I'm with you. Uh, my model likes him, so he's fine at, at 8,100. Um, but I think I'm going to be – I think I'm going to go – on go in for sure on Leishman. I like the leash call. Yeah, he had a big, big weekend, strong finish. Like you said, you said, you said third place, which is tremendous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can get hot with the flat stick, which is always a beautiful thing. But he basically just rates out like kind of middle of the pack or better in every key category that I'm looking at. So that looks like a great $8,600 play. Catch some fire, see where that takes us. So I like that one quite a bit with you. Other than that, though, it's like, you know, Webb loves Fazio courses. He obviously loves Quill Hall. That's a course of his. In this field, he's second in DK scoring, fifth in birdie or better, ninth in like the key par four ranges on this golf course. So he's intriguing at 87. Not sure how much I'll go there. I like Kokrak initially. I'm just worried that too much narrative is going to keep coming out that, oh, Shadow Creek, defending champion, similar course. Let's play Jason Kokrak. That scares me. What doesn't right. scare me is you mentioned Shane Lowry, who we, like, we, like you said, we talk about him every week. We play him every week, and the dude just balls out. Fifth in my model, um, eighth in birdie or better in this field, 11th in DK scoring, second in greens and regulations. Well, you want greens and regulations if you're going to make birdies. So that's like it all correlates out in a very good par five score. I like Lowry a lot. Like I'm with you at 8300 I think it's a great, great price tag for him in this event. So will be a fun one. Um, I will say I'm not going to be on Patrick Reed. He looked atrocious last week, beyond bad. Like could he turn it around? Sure. Of course he could. He looked really, really bad last week. So going to pass on that one. Um, 7K range. We'll group it all together here. We got uh, Rose at 79, Na at 78, coming off the withdrawal last week. Homa at 77, Kim at 76, Sergio 75, Wise 74, Neiman 74, McNeely 73, HV3 with the baby swag at 73, Charlie Hoffman 72, Gooch 72, Henley, Norin 71, Tringali Day at 7,000. Who stands out to you in this range? Uh, start with, I mean, Rose at, at 79. Um, he played uh, about a month ago at the PGA Championship, finished sixth, finished 10th at the Wyndham in his start before that, which was a month prior to that. So last two starts, two top tens, 7900 bucks. I think he's uh, definitely playable this week. Homa uh, coming off his win at the Fortnite. Uh, the model loves him, I'm sure, because he was hitting it so well. That week, I feel like though it it, it might be a, a week to go back to Seawood. Now, 
I played him last week. He sucked. He shot 70, 72 at a place like, I think he had a really good course history last week. Yes, I can't did. remember. Um, but there was a reason why I played him. I mean, he, he I think he had good course history. He was playing was really well. History. Yeah. yeah. Eighth and 11th in this two starts before that cut. So, you know, I feel like, you know, I'm only playing GBPs anyways, but if you're playing cash, I wouldn't put Siwoo Kim in a cash lineup this week, but I feel like in a, in a GPP lineup, he's going to be, uh, he, he, he could win it for you. Um, McNeely at 73 is going to be popular. We all know about him. I like, and, and, and HV3 with the baby swag, he's also going to be popular. I like to kind of go down to Gooch at 72. Um, he played, he's played recently. Labs having all kinds of trouble tonight. He played at the Fortnite, uh, finished fourth there. Um, had really good, he's, he's been playing really well in, in his approach, approaches to the green. Hoffman, man. So yeah. I played him at the at the Sanderson, and he was finished 40th or whatever. He had a good week last week, didn't he? Yep, not bad, yeah. Yeah, 44th. Okay, so that's – but he was – like he started off 63. Yeah. Um, He was right up top there and uh, in, in leading it. 7,200, I like him. And then Tringali at 7,000. The guy's just playing really solid golf. Uh, I know he played last week. Of course, it's not loaded he fell up. Apart. He, his Sunday was very, yeah. like five or six over. He bad. finished 56th. He started really well, 66, 68. Uh, did not have a good weekend. It seems like a lot of guys didn't, though. Uh, before that, 11th and 22nd is two starts before that. So at 7,000, Tringali is most definitely in play for me. Yeah, this is a very, very interesting range. Like, part of me wants to go back to Kevin Na, because, uh, but the withdrawal possibility is always a concern. I kind of like Homa, 25th in my model, 17th in approach over the last 24 rounds. He's third in the par four, uh, 350 to 400, and fourth in par five scoring in this field. It's interesting, but it is Max Homa. I like Sergio. Ninth in my model. Um, he's fourth in greens and regs, fourth in par four scoring, 16th in driving distance, surprisingly, 18th in approach. He missed on the number last week, and I think he uh, gained strokes everywhere. It was a very, very bizarre round for Sergio. So he's a guy I don't mind going to at 7,500. Aaron Wise, I've been running him out there a lot lately. He's ninth in DK scoring, 10th in birdie or better, sixth in par four scoring. So I, I don't mind him again at 74. Neiman doesn't rate out well on my model, but he played great last week. And I'm wondering if the time off, he tweaked a few things. Uh, so he's a guy I kind of want to go to before he starts, quote unquote, popping in everybody's model. Uh, he he really swung it well last week at 74. I think he'll be a great pivot off a guy like Matt McNeely or even HV3, who will be very popular, like you mentioned. And then Hoffman, fourth in opportunities gained, 10th in driving distance in this field. So he's a guy that you can definitely go to in a no-cut event. I like the Gooch call as you mentioned. So some definite guys in the 7K range, guys that you can definitely uh, you know, operate off of uh, popular players, uh, ownership plays, pivots, as they say. So I think you got some good spots in the 7K range for sure. 6K range is, will be loaded because it is a no-cut event, but uh, who you like in here? Uh, start with Strillman at 6,800. Um, model likes him quite a bit. 31st in his last start, I think. I don't think he played last week at the Sanderson Farms. Um bunch of made cuts in a row chris kirk at 6400 he's made four cuts in a row obviously no cut week but still uh he's played some solid golf of late at 64 i've, I've heard vegas's name a lot of it is i think just because he's vegas johnny vegas playing in vegas but in a no cut event man it's hard to not play he's johnny awesome. vegas yep. i mean he's like you know a terrible Perfect. uh tony <laughs> female um tom hogue would be okay if you're way down here lucas glover he can get hot if he gets hot with his plastic his T degree game is 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 usually on point. Um, Six thousand bucks, the bare minimum there, is, is where I would go. 
through down there. Ricky Fowler, sixty four hundred. I'm not playing him. I'm just saying sixty four hundred dollars. Like holy down crap, there, man. Two of my top seven golfers in my model are in the six K range. The number one player in my model is Jonathan Vegas. <laughs> He's ninth in approach over the last twenty four rounds. Sixth in birdie or better. Second in driving distance. First in greens and regs. Fifth in par four scoring. Fifteenth and twelfth in DK. He just does it all. Like he's checking every box right now. It's terrifying. So um, I will have a lot of Johnny Vegas. But like you said, he's perfect for no cut events. Like he's if at sixty three hundred bucks. He's outstanding in no cut yeah. events. So I'm a fan of that. And then Hudson Swafford, seventh in my model. He's um fifth in opportunities gained. Eighteenth in birdie or better. Twenty uh, fifth in, in par five scoring. He's only six thousand dollars. So he's very very intriguing. But like there's a lot of these guys. Like Glover's not bad, like you mentioned. Uh, Munoz is always a guy that can catch fire. Just playing some wonky golf right now. Same with a guy like Carlos Ortiz, if you needed to. Like these guys have won golf events, so uh, they can definitely pop for you at the right time. Uh, the other guys, maybe Keegan Bradley. I wouldn't mind him. He's 28th in my model, eighth in approach, third in opportunities gained. If he can get going with the put- the putter, we know Keegan can go low, like really low. So he's intriguing at 6,900 bucks as well, but. Vegas, I'll have a lot of, and that's kind of scary having a chalky 6K guy. All right, recapping things real quick. Jesse, who is your top play in the 10K range? Uh, I'm going to say Spieth. I like that call. I do. I'm going to go with Rory uh, for all the points I mentioned earlier. But I think Spieth is a phenomenal pivot, especially because it's like, you know, some people just look at the rankings and start making their things. But if you kind of, like we said, break down the parts of your model that, that, that you want to look at, Spieth checks a lot of boxes there. So I'm a big fan of that with you as well. Uh, 9K range, who you like in here? I'll say Sam Burns. That's a tough one not to like. I'm going to go Cam Smith. I'm going to go with some Cammy Smith at 9,200. 8K range, who you have targeted? Leishman. That's a good one. I'm going to go Shane Lowry. Uh, that'll be my guy there. 7K range, who you got? Um, I'm going to say Gooch. I'm going to go Sergio, and that is very rare of me to say. And then 6K range, who are you looking at? Strillman. I'm going to go with Vegas, but man, that is not, not a good feeling. <laughs> uh, we usually don't condone uh, cash games on a, a um, no-cut event. So let's go to GPP, Jesse. Who are you going to start out the GPP lineup with? Um, I got Leishman, Gooch, and Siwoo. I'm going to go with Rory, um, Cam Smith, and Vegas. We'll go that direction. Who I got DK Sportsbook up here. Who you got winning yeah. this thing? I like I like uh, you know Leishman at 50. I think that's not, uh, not, not terrible odds for him there. Um Looks like Mav has been bet way down to 55. 55. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, people are buying the train. The narrative street is strong in that one. I mean, for somebody who's never won a golf tournament. Um, you know, and if you look at somebody else like uh like you know, I mean, I don't I don't see Vegas winning, but it, you maybe potentially look at more like top I just it was top twenty is plus two thirty. Yeah, it's not terrible. Top ten is plus six. Um so I don't mind that. And if we look up maybe more at the top of the leaderboard, you know, Lowry at 28, your boy Cam Smith at 28. Um, don't, mind don't mind those. Yeah, I like the Cam Smith one uh, for sure. One guy I need to, to dig into some more because he had a really good week and um, he was mad at shooting a 69 on Sunday. He said he was going to go take it out on Vegas. Uh, that was Harry Higgs. And yeah. we know he's a guy that can get going on a course where, you know, if he can be a little wayward off the tee, he's got the distance, he's got – you know, you've seen him at the Safeway or Fortnite, whatever you want to call it. He's He finds a way to score in some of those events. So he's intriguing to me because he's super, super cheap. He's a guy that could potentially run hot. But um, Swafford's also plus 600 at top 20. If I want to believe my model, 
um, as a seventh rank guy, my, my model, that's a pretty good price tag to tell you the truth. But there, there's a lot of decent ones. If you're on a top 20, it's like plus 150 to 170, not great odds, but still plus money in a field of 78. It means you're basically going for the top third of the field, like top not a quarter of the field, give or take. So uh, that is intriguing. But I like that Cam Smith at 28, as you mentioned. Um, I think Finau, I don't know if he's going to win this soon, but he's going to keep going now that he's kind of cracked through that one. I think that's going to be a, a quick one. And then I guess you could look at Webb at 40. He's kind of been off, but if he's going to ever get it going, an event like this at 40 to 1 could be a nice little payday as well. Yep, for sure. All right, that'll wrap us up. I apologize for the uh, the fun. As Jesse knows, it's been a fun week just trying to schedule this thing because of my hectic uh, schedule, and it did not fail to disappoint while we recorded. So apologize for that, but we will uh, be back with you guys next week with, I believe, another no-cut event at the Zozo. And I haven't, have you even seen who's in the field yet? Because I can't imagine too many guys traveling to Japan. I don't know. I don't I know Xander's going. Yeah, that, that'll be interesting to see, but I, I, I haven't seen anything. I'm really curious about that because, uh, A, just going from Vegas to Japan, I know they fly private, still can't be that fun. Right. And, B, with all the probably um, COVID restrictions and what you have to do with protocol, I can see a lot of guys saying, you know what? I'm in Vegas right now. I yeah. think I got better things to do. I'm with you on that for sure. So, I know. I, I only said Xander because I know he's a uh, nationality and he wants that one badly. So, like, okay, him and Hideki, I bet you make the trip for sure. Hideki we'll will be what, there, no yeah, doubt. We'll see, we'll see what the rest of them do. But uh, until then, check out Jesse on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. I am at PD and check the podcast at Always Press DFS. We'll be back with you guys next week. Good luck, everybody. Hey,